all of the smoke, the Cambridge, the Cambridge, the smoke go everywhere. And the dad was telling me everybody put the the towel and the note in the mouth, but that can help nothing. All of the die over there. Yeah, him and his wife, two daughters and his son, five people. Good morning. This is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea Pineda Salgado. On January 9th, a devastating apartment fire in the Fordham section of the Bronx rocked our community. That morning, the Twin Parks Northwest apartment complex was engulfed in a five-alarm fire. It was the city's deadliest in decades. 17 people lost their lives, eight children and nine adults. Many more were in critical condition. The building was home to a large immigrant community, mainly from the West African country Gambia, and 15 of those who passed away were remembered during a public funeral at the Islamic Cultural Center in the Bronx the following Sunday. Hundreds of people showed up to honor their lives. Now, the stories of our neighbors who lost loved ones and homes in the fires have largely dropped from the news cycle. But for them, the loss they've experienced is just as profound. The journey to recovery is long, and this is just the beginning. That rings true for Ibrahim Kamana. Even though Ibrahim didn't live in Twin Parks Northwest, he knew many people that did. One of his best friends died in the fire along with his entire family. Today, Ibrahim shares details about what that day was really like for those inside Twin Parks Northwest apartment complex. Now, a quick message from our friends and sponsors at McKinsey & Company. Find out about the biggest ideas in business on McKinsey's Insights app, where you can listen to podcasts like our flagship show, The McKinsey Podcast. We're so not tuned in to the dynamic going on for the current employees. What matters to them most? Or watch our author talk series featuring law professor Dorothy A. Brown. 60% of Black college students don't graduate. And when I came across that statistic, I got so depressed and read lots of articles about, for example, The Next Normal, where you can learn about the coronavirus's latest impact on business. To hear, see, and read more, download McKinsey's Insights app now. Now, back to the show. Here's Ibrahim. I know a lot of people have this story happy because, you know, this time in the New York, it's very, very cold. So the heat don't come in. The guy was buying something um, to bring in the room in the daughter room to make so so that one you know when he stay fire when he stay fire in the machine he's gonna be hard hard he's gonna be like a fire he's gonna be red so that one that one happy he was red i don't know the he put in the, the clothes or whatever there's something close for for the heat the fire coming that one so and then he was in the room she was in the room and she talked to his dad. She said, Daddy, come and help me. Fire is my room. And the dad, the daddy come and help her. He said, hey, no, 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 let me call fire service. They call fire service. That was second floor. They call fire service. Before fire service coming, ooh, the whole room got a fire, all inside. You see, three bedroom, all was a fire. So now, they, they, they not die. The, fire, the, the room, the fire coming, all the room, they go downstairs. 
you know the fire can be power and then the light off when the light off anybody see offset 19 floor up nobody can come down so they leave the door is open inside the room so fire coming everywhere and the smoke will go up so the light off the elevator is now working nobody can go down so from second floor to down that's people the running they come outside but from second floor to go up that time nobody can come down so that's happy i know my best friend over there she passed away and she two dora and then there was a 19 floor two dora and him and his wife and his son five people was in the room all of the die all of the smoke they can't breathe they can't breathe the smoke will go everywhere and the dad was telling me everybody put the the towel and the note in the mouth but that can help with nothing all of the die over there yeah him and his wife two dora and his son five people all of the day before fire service coming all die like Ibrahim said, the fire was sparked by an electric space heater. As the tenants fled, the door behind them remained opened, allowing the smoke to spread quickly throughout the building. Our neighbors who survived are now on a long path to recovery. This means donations are still crucial. Several members of the Gambian Youth Organization were directly affected, so the nonprofit immediately started a GoFundMe to support victims. Today, they're still collecting and distributing as much as they can. I spoke to Jahaira Sila, a volunteer at the GYO. Jahaira explains what types of donations are important now, like toiletry items, and what she's learned through helping over the past couple of weeks. Just to know that I'm making a difference also is because of a tragic that happened, but um, it's just good to know that I'm here for, to help my community out. And to also make sure that, you know, the community is getting what they need to survive. So it's been like an amazing experience. One thing I can say is their life would never be the same, being that they just experienced something like this. And many of them have also lost a lot of family members. So I think I can say that they're just trying to find what it is to be back on their feet again. But many of them are also not ever going to be the same. Finding the way back to some kind of normal after an event like this is a long journey. Still, Sila said the GYO is working alongside community members to help them get there. So what's most needed right now, to be honest with you, is more like toiletry items. We noticed that a lot of our toiletry items have been um, gone. So victims have been benefiting more from those type items. So that's what is needed more as of right now. I just want um, New Yorkers to know that this is a tragedy situation that happened. But I just want New Yorkers to know that, as you can all see, we are all here and we are all in this together. We are trying our best to make sure another situation like this does not ever happen. But we need all New Yorkers to stand together as one to continue to fight for this, because this is just the start. Home fires happen in the winter more than any other season, according to the National Fire Protection Association. And heating equipment, like the space heater responsible for starting the Bronx fire, are involved in one in six of reported home fires. Especially now, it's important to be proactive. I talked to Captain Michael Kozo, the director of the FDNY Fire Safety Education Unit, about what steps we can take to stay safe. Yeah, I'm uh, Captain Michael Kozo. 
Uh, I'm the director of the uh, FDNY's Fire Safety Education Unit. Um, so just talking a little bit about the two major fires that have happened in the Bronx. Um, so far, like, how do you think investigators think they started? So what I'm hearing from the uh, first fire where 17 people uh, lost their lives, uh, we're hearing that it was started from a space heater. Uh, we haven't gotten any further information as to exactly what happened with the space heater, but they do feel that it was a space heater. What kinds of people are most at risk um, of fires? I don't think that there is any specific type, but I think our most vulnerable population tends to be uh, children. And then our seniors, our older adults, tend to be the most at-risk populations that we're seeing right now. And how can people who live in, in big cities stay safe from fires? We do recommend having an extinguisher right outside the kitchen. Uh, just in case you do have a fire in your kitchen, uh, you'll be able to put it out quickly. Uh, we don't want people to get into the habit of thinking they can put out fires, but there is a, a small window of time of opportunity where you would be able to put it out before it gets beyond your control. We talk about electrical safety. Uh, one of the main things that we get across in terms of electrical safety is any item that heats or cools has to be plugged directly into the wall. So what are we referring to? We're referring to a space heater an air conditioner, a microwave, a toaster oven, a refrigerator, any item that heats something or cools something has to be plugged directly into the wall. You shouldn't be using extension cords. You shouldn't be using power strips. Uh, those, those items draw a tremendous amount of power. And over time, if you're using uh, an extension cord or a power strip, the current that's flowing through it is going to start to heat up that wire. And eventually that wire is going to start to melt. And that's when you have your problems. Um, space heater safety, uh, we recommend three feet around the space heater is clear of anything that can burn, right? A space heater needs space. Uh, you should be running the space heater in the room that you want to warm up while you're still awake. Once you go to sleep, you should be turning off and unplugging the space heater. It should not be running all night long while you're sleeping. Also, you want to look for one that has an automatic shutoff feature to it. Should the space heater tip over, it will automatically shut itself off. Those are just some of the things that we do go over during our presentations. I know right now maybe there's some New Yorkers that might want to get educated given the fires that have happened. How can people access these units? So if you go on our website, uh, fdnysmart.org slash safety, you can uh, request a presentation from my unit. If you go on that website, fdnysmart.org, you can download a bunch of literature in regards to all the different types of fires. There's videos on there, there's podcasts on there, there's a bunch of information on there, all downloadable in various languages. Uh, and that's, that is a great resource to have and to use. Please share this episode with friends or family members so we can all be proactive about our safety when it comes to fires. Also, here are a few ways to continue supporting our neighbors impacted by the Bronx fire. ICNA Relief, a nonprofit faith-based organization that helps victims of disaster, is still accepting donations. They request that you donate brand new items like food or clothing to their location at 8791 144th Street in Jamaica. You can also donate money through their website linked to in our podcast description. You can also donate to the Mayor's Fund to Advance New York City. They'll help with the distribution of emergency relief supplies for the families. And, like we said, the GYO is still in need of toiletries. Check out our show notes for more details. 
Finally, before we go, a new weekly segment with our community manager focused on COVID-19 here in New York City. Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's Daniel LaPlaza again with our COVID question of the week. Since Epicenter's launch, we've prioritized the safety of our community, and that meant helping people get vaccinated. We've scheduled thousands of vaccine appointments. We've set up a pop-up vaccination site in Queens, and we continue to share as much information as we can. But recently, our readers and listeners have asked how they can help too. And aside from volunteering, simply sharing your vaccination experience with your neighbors, friends, or family members who may be vaccine hesitant can be pretty impactful. And while you may be tempted to argue with them using statistics or data, we've learned that sometimes hearing someone else's story can inspire, energize, and move people to action. Today I'm sharing Queens resident Erlinda Rochas' story on why she made the decision to get vaccinated. Erlinda Rochas. I worry about my health. I don't have perfect health. My doctor told me to take it. So that's why right away I take it. And uh, so far I'm happy. I feel good. All my children, my husband, my grandchildren, whole family will take it. We believe in that, to take it. All of us will take it because it's really important to the health. And yes, we have to believe, we have to do it for our own good. We'll be sharing more stories like this, so keep an eye out at epicenter-nyc.com. And of course, if you have your own experience you'd like to share, or any questions you'd like to ask, send them my way. You can email me at daniel at epicenter-nyc.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at epicenter-nyc.com to stay in touch. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website, linked to in our podcast description.